Shio, shio. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Creative Native. Uh, I know it's been a minute, but we're back. It's been a crazy summer, but we have a really great guest. We're catching up today with Brent Cowie, um, kind of founder of Indian Sports and part of the team there that just uh, does all the amazing work around Native athletes and Native sports. So hope you enjoy the episode. As always, leave us a review, rate us. Let me know who you want to hear from next. We have some really great guests coming up in the pipeline. A really fun fall season of sports coming up. So enjoy the episode. Thanks. So tell me how summer's been. Like with, I know you were at College World Series for like softball and baseball, right? Well, I um, I made it to the women's softball World That's right. Series. And then my guys, um, they went to the Men's College World Series. Um, I was supposed to go, but um, it was like um, we had just gotten back from the Women's College World Series, and then we're supposed to turn around and go to the men's, and then John called me, and he wanted us to come out and cover the Indigenous Bowl, Mm -hmm. which wasn't on our schedule. So it's like, well, you know, it's like I'm not young enough to go to the College World Series, come back, work, pack, and then get on a plane and go to California for four days. Absolutely. So, but the young guys, Tyler and Reed, they went, uh, you know, Reed was up there up until Tuesday, until the last day. And then he drove back from Omaha straight to the airport in Kansas City and hopped on the plane with us. Wow. <laughs> so Reed was there um, and everything, and it was it was a good experience. He got to interview uh, Jordan, yeah. Uh, the first first night, and then um, Tyler came up that weekend and and got some interviews with him as well. So, yeah, he seems like a really cool, cool, great kid. Like his story is really awesome. Yeah, and you know he's just uh, you know headed to the majors now, and and uh, you know he'll work himself through the farm system pretty quick, I hope, and then you know hopefully we'll see him in the majors soon, but. You know, so he had, like you said, he had a good story, and you know, it was, it was um, you know, we got good feedback from it when we posted it on the interwebs and stuff. So yeah, and he played really well too. That was, of course, you know. Yeah, he had some great throws. He yeah. got on base, you know, and he made some plays. So it wasn't just like he was, you know, on the bench, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you had Nobby and sprinkled in there too, right? Um. No, I didn't go to Nobby this year, but um, but yeah, they they always have a great turnout, a great tournament, and uh, uh, it was that was a pretty exciting for this year, for them this year because you know they had um, a freshman team, an all freshman team win Nobby this year for the girls. Oh wow! Um, I did not know and, that. Yeah, there's um, there's a freshman um, girl. Her name is last name is Bates. I can't remember her first name, but the only reason I know is because her sister plays here at Haskell. Oh, okay. And she's the ninth grader, and she already has Division One offers from New Mexico and New Mexico State. Wow. And, and she's just a freshman. That's awesome. And so she's, um, yeah, she's definitely, and she was on that team, obviously, that won it, but there were, all, there were a bunch of other talented freshmen on that team as well, and they beat I want to say they didn't beat the defending champions, but they 
beat the team that lost to the defending champions last year. So that team mm. was pretty good. Yeah. That team from, uh, I think they're from the Northwest. I think I want to say Lady Unity maybe or something like mm-hmm. that. Uh, but they have a girl on that squad. Um, her name, last name was Buckley, and she's already signed to play at UNLV. Oh, that's great. And so that team had, a, I think that team had two Division One signees and a couple of um, NAIA and JUCO players already signed, and they lost to this freshman team. So, yeah. So that, so that was pretty good, pretty exciting for for the gals at, at the Navi and everything. But, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it seems like the summer has just been just well chock full of events but also just just really great stories like um oh, i'm totally blanking on the guy the bull rider who had the good story on vice um recently um, are you talking about Keyshawn? Keyshawn, yes yeah 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 that was such a cool like story story in the photos were just so great but yeah Keyshawn's had a he's had a great story um since he won his rookie year, kind of got injured towards the beginning part of this past season, but he's making his comeback and getting, you know, getting back in the swing of things after he recovered from his injuries. But their PBR has been um, really great at um, highlighting the native bull riders that they have um, coming through the system with Keyshawn and Stetson Lawrence and Cody Jesus and, Ken and Cravens and the list goes on and on and they've been really good about working with Indian sports about uh, promoting that information and getting that information out so uh, we've been trying to plan to make a few more uh, PBR events um, this year as well Um, we went to the Kansas City event not too long ago um, but then we're planning to go to the Tulsa PBR um, next month in August as well so Hopefully we'll get to get some more coverage um, of those guys because they're um, some really talented bull riders. Yeah. Oh my. And well, it's just so impressive, like the sport in general. And then like, cause like I was, the article I'm reading it, they're like, yeah, the, one of the guys like died last year. It's like, whoa, like the stakes are really high. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 pretty uh, it's a pretty you know when you go to you know you see bull riding on TV and they're just like ah oh, eight seconds blah blah blah, uh, but when you see it in person and you see how powerful these uh, animals are these bulls, uh, you're, you're just like man it's all it takes is just one misstep when they mount dismount uh, or you're not paying attention for one split second. And you know you could you you like you're right you end up dead because I mean these these are animals you don't want to mess around with. Yeah, it's not just you know I mean not to discount anything else anyone else does, but it's just like whoa the stakes are so high. And then the Rosalie story was Rosalie Fisher is that her last name? Yeah, Rosalie Fish. She's Fish. a she's a college travel member who um, ran high school for the Muckleshoot. Um, Indian school up there in Washington, I believe, or is it Oregon? Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, she's got a lot of coverage about her um, running for missing, murder, uh, and indigenous women. Uh, she's been on ESPN. She's yeah. had uh, countless, I think she was on a Washington Post story. 
Um, she's been on a few social uh, media sites as well, telling, retelling her story as well. So she's she's gotten a lot of press coverage and, and just out there spreading the mis- uh, the message about missing and murdered Indigenous women. And it's really cool to see because you know it's the youth that are driving this and getting the exposure. And you know it's uh, really cool to see you know the younger generation kind of starting to take their um, role in things in the Indian country. Absolutely. And like, I, I can always measure something by like how often I get asked about it by like people who are not in our little Indian sports world. And like, I had so many people who've been like, Oh, I saw this girl on outside the lines or I saw this and I'm like, yeah. And um, so that's when I was like, okay, wow. She's really like making waves. And like when I have people send stuff to me, they're like, have you seen this? And I'm like, Oh yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. That's so awesome. And then, um, I know you talked about the Oklahoma City uh, Thunder partnership. How did that stuff work out? I feel like you guys went – you went there too for a couple games? Uh, yeah, we went there for uh, – well, we didn't make uh, a playoff um, this year, but, you know, we have been looking to reach into the NBA with some of the potential Native American athletes that might be playing uh, like Kyrie Irving and plays – yeah. Who played for Boston, but now he's obviously with a new team now. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, uh, for us to get to the East Coast or West Coast to get games, it's just not, you know, financially feasible for us to do that. So we try mm-hmm. to catch athletes as they come through the Midwest, you know, where we're located. And, yeah. you know, Oklahoma City is the closest team to us. So, you know, they were really supportive about us coming to um, cover Native American athletes because they're from a state that has. Uh, a high population of Native American, and they have a lot of um, local sp- sponsorships with the um, tribes as well. So, it, you know, they were really uh, open to us having them come in and, and covering athletes, invited us to the training facility for interviews and stuff like that. So, it, it was a really good experience this past for because it was the first time we really kind of got our foot into the NBA and, and have an organization that large, you know, support what we're trying to do with promoting Native American athletes, even though they don't have any specific Native American athletes um, on their team uh, as well. So, uh, of course, then they partnered with the N7 program to um, um, help promote what the N7 brand is all about. They had special turquoise uniforms they wore this past season for about five or six games. Yeah, those were so freaking sweet i love that yeah yeah so and they also did a they had taboo um from the black ips come out and do a halftime show on one of those turquoise game on one of those n7 game nights so you know that was really cool to be uh kind of a part of as well i had a person there um shooting video and he recorded all the events that they had going on and stuff like that so it was really cool um to see you know our little Native American sports website and then sports getting, you know, uh, collaborations with, you know, larger sports organizations uh, like that. You know, Kansas City is one of the programs that really help us out as well. Um, they, have, they have a Native American athlete on their uh, football team and we cover him every season and they're always receptive to the games that we can make. We don't make all the games because, you know, we just have... Uh, different schedules and stuff like that, but they're always open door policy policy for us. We can come there, we can get 
locker room interviews we can get on the field for pitchers and stuff like that so just whenever we need to go so it's been really good for us this past year to uh, finally start breaking in a little more with the professional sports organizations and, and getting access to professional athletes that are either there with the program or just coming through for a game. Absolutely and I think they I mean I think they realize especially like in places like Oklahoma City and Kansas City it's like it's good for their bottom line you know those are populations that are really um, you know, really passionate about sports and when you get them involved, like it's going to really pay off. And, um, I think it's often overlooked, but it's definitely, you know, we see it on native Twitter all the time. <laughs> There's a lot of passion and a lot of, um, support, you know, behind the, behind our communities, even though small, but mighty, I like to say. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, this past, past uh, month or so, we, you know, you know, we like to call our year, our year for Indian sports starts in August and mm-hmm. it ends in, it ends in May. And that's kind of coincides with the college sports season, if you want to, so to speak. Right. Uh, and so, you know, we generally try to not have a lot of things planned in June or July and just kind of prepare for the upcoming fall and spring seasons of sports and everything, but it never fails, you know, we plan to do nothing over the summer and then next thing you know, you know, people want us to come here or there, you know, we were invited to cover the, um, uh, Oneida nation was doing, uh, hosting an LPGA event, uh, this past weekend. Oh, really? Wow. Golf facility. And they had a couple of native American girls, um, who had received sponsor exemptions to play. And we had, hope that we could make that but that just didn't fit our entire schedule because like i said we before we were invited to cover the indigenous bowl yeah out in Saboba, california and and that was just a great experience because you know we met so many kids from so many different reservations and a lot of them had uh wonderful stories of adversity they had to overcome just to play the sport and a lot of them had stories of you know um uh, helping out in their tribal communities, yeah. um, but the, but there was one kid in particular at the Indigenous Bowl. His name was Nick Wakush, and he was from Winnipeg up in Canada. And uh, you may have seen his story uh, on the interwebs uh, about he had the black hand over his face. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And you know, he, we we had a chance to sit down and, and visit with him a few times, and you know, his whole message was that uh, uh, he did the black hand over his face as a way to support uh, missing and murdered and indigenous women. Um, but his call out was for the men to step up and provide protection and support for Native American women who are um, supporting this cause uh, as well. So that was a different message that we had heard from different from what we had seen before in the past where, you know, mainly you see the girls or the women who are speaking up on the MMIW, but for him to come out and say, look, we have to be better as men. We have to be better as uh, protectors and, and, and support our native American women in these causes. So that was a good message and it made its rounds on the uh, interwebs. And yeah, that's, uh, so, that's so huge. That's so powerful. Yeah, and the, what was great about him was he um, uh, he he was a 
just real respectful and well-spoken young man. And, and you know, we, we just had a good time the whole time we were out there at Indigenous Bowl talking to kids like him and, and stuff like that. So it was a good time. Yeah. How old were they? Were they all like high school age or? Yeah, the, yeah, they were all uh, graduated seniors who are off to college or oh, off wow. to, you know, whatever careers they're going to pursue. I think one kid that was playing in it, he was actually on a basketball scholarship. So uh, a lot of them were yeah. uh, kind of kind of like their last football game. And, oh, and, man. I'm not, I'm not surprised that, you know, there's so many athletes that are just like multi-sport athletes. I think that's so awesome. And then one of the kids who was one of the, I can't recall if it's exactly offensive or defensive MVP, um, he um, was one of those kids that was on the scholarships in Mississippi to play basketball. And so he was finishing up his uh, final senior game. But then now he's this week he's playing in the World Series of Stickball that's going on in uh, uh, Miss, Mississippi. Mississippi, yeah. Oh, man. So, so he's, you know, he's he's keeping in shape, and, and the World Series of Stickball is going on, and, you know, I'm pretty sure, you know, that's probably one of the more brutal games that you can say that's out there besides bull riding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh my gosh, yeah, I was just home this over 4th of July, and they were um, playing, and it's it always just amazes me how how rough it is and how there's not more injuries, but um, it says something for the kind of the the medicine behind it for sure um so the indigenous bowl that was the second year of that too right that was yeah it was the second year it was hosted by the 7g foundation mm-hmm. out in california and um they held they held it there at saboba reservation last year as, um, as well and it was hosted by the saboba tribe on the um football facilities that they have on the reservation and then they also have a nice uh, hotel casino event center where the kids got to stay for the week uh, which was first class because it was just built in february they said and so yeah so it was brand spanking new and everything was new the pool the amenities and everything so the 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 kids had a really good time and enjoyed themselves and you know made some new brothers uh, along the way and and the tribe did an outstanding job in uh, making sure the um, 7G Foundation had everything they needed for the football game and stuff like that. So, Yeah, that's so cool. What a cool, like, that was over a couple of days, a weekend or so? It was a week, yeah. yeah. They started, oh, wow. The kids, yeah, the kids came in on Sunday, and then they had, like, a, um, a combine on Monday, and they had team selection on Tuesdays, and then uh, they started pads on Wednesday through up until the day before the game and, and stuff like that. So um, some of the team, one of the teams made themselves a trip out to the ocean. So for some of the kids, it was the first time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they were able to kind of go to the ocean. So they had a great experience uh, with that as well. And uh, we had a lot of talented coaches come back for the, the second year with the all-star game and bought them some new coaches and stuff like that. So it, it was a good time. Everyone, like I said, we did coverage. Uh, we, tried to live stream it but we ran into a lot of uh technical issues with getting service to stream it because a lot you know like a lot of reservations mm-hmm. are out in the rural areas so yep. it's hard to get hard to get consecutive or, or uh, cell cell coverage and we just kind of ran into those issues but you know we're we're hoping that next year they're they're looking at for the third edition of the indigenous bowl they're looking at 
different locations, um, different reservations to host it at as well. Uh, and they'll be um, making those announcements probably before the end of the end of the year where we'll, we'll be hosted out next. But I imagine it'll be at another nice uh, resort and, uh, on tribal land somewhere. Yeah, yeah, that's so awesome. And I, yeah, I was just blown away by like your kind of your travels this past month or so. It's just like, oh, you guys are all over the place, and not just you, but like Indian sports in general. It's just like. There just seems to be so much going on, and it's just like it's just so, right. so you know, exciting. And it, yeah, and like I said, we usually we try to have a little bit of downtime. But, yeah, you know, we had a we had a girl from the University of Washington, uh, Washington Huskies, who um, was playing third base uh, as a freshman, uh, playing third base as a starter, and their team made it all the way to the College World Series. Yes, and so yeah. you know that's just a hop and skip and a jump for us. So. You yeah. know, we, we made the trip down there and we got to visit with her family. They're from California and we got to visit with the mom and the dad and uh, her name, her name was Silent Rain Espinosa. Mm-hmm. And so we got to visit with her and cover the game and, you know, get some great action shots that we did at the time and stuff like that. So it was really cool to see, you know, they, they, they bowed out to, um, in the tournament um, early, but, you know, it was a good experience for them to, um, you know, make it that far, you know, the eight best teams left in college softball. And, Absolutely. Uh, there was such a strong showing. I remember watching and there's just like so many good teams. <laughs> you know, and that's, you know, and definitely if you're like a college sport, if you're like a college sports fan or just a sports fan in general, I mean, definitely the college world series is something you should put the women's college world series it's something that everyone should put on their bucket list because I was just blown away by all the people and all the doings that they have going uh, associated with the College World Series. So it's, it's definitely a sight to see um, that many people in, in uh, supporting women's college um, softball. But, you know, it's definitely, uh, you know, a bucket list event anybody Absolutely. should attend and bring sunscreen if you do that. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah that's definitely on mine i mean the men's too of course but like the i even the i think the women's might be higher up i just love watching them play softball i think it's so so awesome and i think you know we talked about this before but like most people don't realize like it's just kind of you and john and you know a couple other guys you know doing kind of running the show and it's you know it's it's a lot. I know you guys, and it's not like you guys also have job, other jobs and like, right. Yeah, just, yeah, exactly. You know, people's, you know, people like have hobbies and families uh, and, and yeah. Fa- yeah, exactly. You know, families, jobs and practices and games and, and, you know, just like anybody else wakes up and do, but you know, I think, you know, what we do, you know, you're talking about it earlier with time management, you know, and you know, that's, kind of how we have how we live our lives you know it's like you know people ask me about i don't even know what it's called game of thrones or yeah right i was like you know i you know i don't have time for those you know i I, you know i have to cut those things out of my life you know what's your favorite tv shows i don't watch tv yeah it's like this is what you know between between the wee hours of the night when i actually do have some free time you know whatever indian sports um uh, information we can find or, or cover or write about um, it, it that's where the time goes to and then you mentioned 
the guys, you know, Tyler, Reed, and Ryan, um, they're, they're great because they have their own lives as well, and they have their own jobs, and they make time just like I do to say, you know, hey, I need photos of this player, I need photos of that player, um, or I need coverage of this 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 player, and, and you know, you know, we'll work out a schedule, and, and you know, two or three weeks out, and then we'll make plans to cover it and everything. But you know, they're taking times out of their lives, you know, just like I am, and taking money out of their own pocket, just like I am, just to you know get this story out there that we think is important to share and stuff like that. So, really thankful for those guys because without them, you know, we wouldn't be as far down the line as where we are now. Because you know, it's just impossible for this to be done by one person and stuff absolutely absolutely and it's just like you i don't know it's just so impressive because it's you're coming up on 20 years now right yeah yeah we'll be coming up on 19 years um this november and so you know uh, it's crazy to kind of of see where we started and kind of see where we're at now and the um type of coverage we're able to provide you know now Versus when we started, where when we started, we didn't know anybody, you yeah. know, and now it's a, it's 10 times a lot easier, but you know, I, I guarantee you anybody that's just starting out in the game, like we are, I mean, we wouldn't have gotten as far as we did without knowing so many people. Yeah. And, and then having that Haskell connection, uh, just really kind of cut that time in half as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it's, it's just it's kind of shows you the power to kind of the native network and um, uh-huh. how passionate everyone is about sports. It's just um, unreal. And I, I'm so pumped because uh, from the dissertation from my video, uh, my old boss at N7, Sam McCracken uh-huh. saw that video and him and Izzy, he's one of the other girls I used to work with at N7. They saw it and they're like, wanted to get her on the campaign so she ended up being in the summer the most recent campaign that came out and it's just like you know if my film did nothing else it did that much you know it like right, that, yeah. that and she was just she was so and still so over the moon and to be able to be that, that kind of representation you know coming from you know little town Oklahoma and living in Alabama and like and she is just it that I was like that made it makes it all worth it, you know, when you get to see that kind of stuff happen. And um, I I'm just so pumped because I definitely my plan is to keep the keep the podcast going, and I've gotten some really great feedback. And um, mm-hmm. I just think the more we can like, like get these stories out, I just think it's so so awesome to um, just, yeah, you know. And that I think that's one thing that you know uh, people like to hear and get a little more in depth and have these conversations with these athletes um, and kind of hear more than maybe what they might hear at a camp or hear more, more about what they might see online and you know even for us too I mean we've been um, brainstorming and bouncing ideas about how we can kind of get more information out there um, not that we don't already have enough to do or yeah right <laughs> But I think if we can um, jump in these uh, type of podcasts that you do and kind of share, you know, what's going on, what's, what's been happening and who's the come upcoming athletes or who's the current athletes that, you know, people need to be supporting and stuff like that. And I think that's one thing that we try to really um, stick to and express to people when they send us information because we love it when people's send us this information because 
it's already it's already there for us. We just have to get it out there. Right. Uh, but the big thing for us is we we really try to stay um, in season sports specific. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's football season, you know, we're not really doing a lot of basketball stuff unless it's, it's big news, you know, right. Uh, and we'll stay with football and then we'll transition with, you know, the cross country and the volleyball and softball and stuff like that. And then we'll transition with the basketball. Um, and then, you know, once football's over, then, you know, football's over and then, you know, we move along with that as well and, and move past that news as well. And, and unless there's a big, you know, a, a signing or a big, a big event or something like that, then, you know, and then we try to pass that along to our followers, followers as well, because sometimes we'll get information and they're like, Oh, when I was like, when did this happen? Oh, like it happened last year. It's like, well, you know, we're trying to provide the most up-to-date news that happened within the past day or two days, you know? So yeah. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And, and, yeah, unfortunately, there's a lot that happens in two days in Indian country, and we're just not even tapping into all the information that's available out there. We're just mm-hmm. getting out the bits and pieces that we're aware of, and you know, we're always looking for new tribes to cover, or new tribes to follow, or new athletes to cover, and new teams to follow, and stuff like that. Well, yeah, and well, there's things like Premier League lacrosse popping up, you know, these things that are just like popping up all over the place, and it's like... It, everything moves so fast and it's all about it's all about now or the future you know it's it's hard to um kind of look in the past yeah exactly because like tonight even tonight i mean we have obviously this is a podcast and it'll come out at a later date but you know we have hunters azure um who's going to be on the usc um contender series tonight and yeah. then we, we also have miles thompson who was yep. selected for the premier league lacrosse um all-star game and tonight he'll be selected by he'll be drafted by one of the all-star coaches as well and we'll find out what team he's going to be playing for so there's always something going on in country and you know even on the professional baseball we have minor leaguers who are coming mm-hmm. up you know we have the brandon bailey yeah. The place for the Corpus Christi Hooks. Yeah. He's a Chickasaw native, and he's also an N7 ambassador. And then, of course, we got young Anthony Siegler, yes. um, who's a Navajo, who plays in the Yankees or um, farm system. And he's um, making really good waves. You know, he was drafted out of high school last year. Yeah. And as a catcher. And so he's starting to move up the ranks um, within the minor league system. And we might see a shot. We might see him in the in the big leads probably within you know two to three years because he just has such a gun from behind the plate where he can throw people out off his knees. Yeah, and you know not too many people can can say they can do that. Yeah. And, uh, so we're really looking forward to following him um, as his career progresses in Major League Baseball, and and you know that's that's what we do in the sports and that's our hobby this this athlete or that athlete you know yeah exactly and then like you said again you have the home base in Haskell um what are you most excited about for the fall for the fall I mean we got Mason Fine who's been promoted by the University of North Texas um they're working on his Heisman campaign they have yes Fine Fine or how's it go Fine for Heisman. Fine for Heisman, probably. Yeah, it sounds right. Yeah, and you know he's he's coming back as the nation lead, nation's leading quarterback in passing yards, the top percentage in passing. He's basically kind of the number one rated quarterback in the country. He's Native American coming into the fall season, um, and he plays out of the North 
University of North Texas being green, which is in Conference USA. Um, and, you know, last year they had a big upset where they went to Arkansas and yes. beat Arkansas. Yes, yes, so, yes, yes. Um, which, you know, was an SEC school. So, you know, he's, you know, not just some, you know, um, small-time quarterback. You know, he's played against some pretty good competition and, and won. So definitely looking forward to starting um, covering Mason seasons. And we're actually um, scheduling that on our schedule as well because that's not too far from here um, as well. We're definitely going to make some. Um, home games um, that he that he's in to, to get some coverage and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm and, gonna try to. I'm gonna actually try to get down to California to watch him when he's out west because I've. But I talked to him his freshman year, and I mean his story is just so unbelievable. Like to go from being you know no offers, no D1 offers, no nothing to you know being third string to being starter and you know being still being so underestimated because of his height and size and i i read the article you shared about the manning camp and of course that's right up my alley i'm you know tennessee paint manning yeah. so i'm all about that but i was just so oh just so pumped for him because he's not only doing so great at you know his passion but he's getting those opportunities like the Manning camp where he's able to give back and he's getting to get, get that taste of that. Cause it, I know it's hard when they're in the thick of their seasons. I mean, they just don't have the time to do that kind of stuff, but for him to be able to have that opportunity to, to do that and kind of get his taste of that. And he's, he told me three years ago, he wanted to be the chief one day. And I was just like, I, I, I don't see anything stopping him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think, you know, when you speak to him, he's a well-spoken young man. He's a very respectful uh, young man, you can tell he has some good Oklahoma deep roots on his upbringing, and and you know for him to finally be put and cast in the limelight of college football media, I think that's just going to do wonders for whatever career, whether he continues playing professionally or whether he does decide to go into politics. I think he's definitely presented himself as uh, someone who's a natural born leader for sure. Absolutely. Um, you know, one of the questions we get along with that. You know, is if, if Mason Fine does win the Heisman, would he be the first Heisman that's Native American? And unfortunately, that won't be the case because Sam Bradford, right, out, out of the University of Oklahoma, right. who is a member of the Cherokee Nation as well, he's the first Native American to ever win the Heisman. But certainly, if Mason has a shot, he would definitely be the second Native American to to win the Heisman Trophy. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about that, but yeah, I'm. I'm right there behind you on that one. I was, I was already looking at the schedule to see if I can sneak out to a game uh, out west because um, I don't. I think he's just going to have a stellar uh, senior year. All right. So definitely looking forward to the football, football players such as Mason and any other division athletes that will be uh, up and coming in that in that uh, area of sports, and then also continued success with our Native American runners that compete at all the colleges across the United States and junior mm-hmm. colleges, uh, as well as coverage of any um, up-and-coming or uh, big-time um, collegiate volleyball players as well. Um, those are really popular sports uh, um, that we like to cover and, and highlight um, some of the successes that are going on. But, um, you know, and for us, that takes planning because, you know, Football, obviously, there's only, you know, what, 10 games minimum. Uh, So that's easier to plan. But when you start talking about, you know, volleyball and and cross country and, you know, you start getting into 
you know, there's so many runners and so many volleyball players, you know, where, where do we go or what do we cover? So it just takes a lot of planning. And like I said, that's kind of what we'd like to do during the summer. Uh, we, we try to say summer's our downtime, but it seems like the past two years has been our busiest time yeah. to travel and stuff like that. But we, we plan this, we plan as much as we can out um, with the athletes that we know about and stuff like that. And sometimes it works out where we can get two athletes who are competing against each other. And so yes. we're able to kill two birds with one stone and we'll make a conscious effort to make those games. Because, um, uh, you know, it's already rare, less than a percent, that there are Division One college athletes out there. And what are the chances of two natives on two different Division One teams playing against each other? You know, what are the odds of that? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's amazing. And I don't know. I... I like to think that the your you know the exposure from Indian sports and just the more op, the camps and things like that that the opportunity there are there are being there are being more opportunities out there you know and um, and that's what I hear over and over again from kids is like just having the opportunity to to do it and um, you know I hopefully that's you know, on the upswing <laughs> and I think yeah. I think I think all the what what we what we do you know you start publicizing them once they're in high school and you know them getting out to camps and things like that it's just the more exposure I think the better exactly and I think that's what we are starting to see a little bit more more and more now we see kids who have have primarily competed uh, off season um, just within their communities whether it's a, a, a tournament or camp on the reservations but I think um, now what you're starting to see is you're starting to see a lot of teams who are competing in national tournaments, mm-hmm. uh, which is, I think, you know, for any kid that is looking to get to the next level of playing Division One college sports or professional sports, you really have to get into an environment where you're getting that exposure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for a lot of these kids, their talent is there. You know, their capabilities are there. But they're just not playing in front of the right people, you yeah. know, and it's, it's great to play in reservation tournaments and it's great to play in these national native tournaments, but you really have to put yourself in a situation where you're playing in a tournament in Chicago in Dallas and Memphis. Um, so that these national programs, these powerhouse programs can see you play. And, uh, you know, we had a girl, yesterday who's playing for uh, a Nike EYBL team and they won a 16U team won the tournament in Louisville, Kentucky and there were over 100 college coaches there yes you know and you know and you know like I said playing in in native tournaments are great but nothing's going to get you exposure like playing in um, those type of tournaments whether it's in Chicago or LA or uh, even Portland you know yeah absolutely you have to put yourself in a situation where you're getting looked at and you don't have to do anything, anything any different than what you're already doing as far as your talent level. Okay. Yeah. Obviously, you know, obviously you want to get bigger, faster, stronger as you move forward and, and add skills. But with what the talent I've seen out there in Indian country, they have the talent to play at division one level. They're just not getting seen, you know? Absolutely. So. Absolutely. So that's what we're here for. We'll get them seen and heard. <laughs> Help along with that. Awesome. Okay, so before I let you go, you do you're you're a movie guy though, right? You like to go to the movies. 
I like to go to the movies. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So what what's left this summer that you're like, okay, I can't wait to go see that. Ooh man, I, you know everything that comes out opening night, I'm usually there. You know, it yeah. comes out Thursday night, I'm there. Um, I love you know, going I, to movies. It's one of my favorite things to do too. I'm uh, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about Lion King. I it's just a classic. I can't help. Oh it. yeah. Well, this past weekend, I finally got a chance to go see the movie yesterday. And oh that, yeah. And I thought that was just really cool um, type of movie to go see. Um, it's almost like a movie you would almost find on Netflix to some degree, but yeah. it was really entertaining in the theater with the music and um, the way they, they delivered the movie. But, you know, as far as anything coming up, man, now you got me thinking. I know it's been kind of a, been kind of a quiet, I feel like quiet, more quiet summer. I mean, I can't believe yeah. like it's basically, summer's almost basically over really. I mean, that's what's. Yeah. You know, after it was almost like the balloon, the air of the balloon got um, let go when the end game <laughs> went yeah. out. You know, we yeah. were there three D the first night, yeah. elbow to elbow with everybody in the theater. Yeah. And you know, and it was such a good movie, powerful movie. And then after it was over, you're just like, oh man, yeah. this is over. <laughs> Why yeah. is this over? Yeah, yeah, that's so. a, that's a good one too. Yeah, yeah. I saw like there's a new like Fast and Furious spinoff. Uh, I definitely. Oh yeah. Definitely, I'll definitely. Hobbs, watch that. Hobbs and Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I'm no, nothing in particular that I'm anxious to see the rest of the rest of the year. But definitely enjoy. You know, when I do get some downtime, um, going to the going to the movies and just kind of just not thinking about anything for a few hours. Yeah, I mean, AC popcorn, you can't go wrong. AC popcorn, can't go wrong, yeah. right? Awesome. M and M's. Yes. Oh, uh, well, Brandon, so good to catch up with you. And yeah, let's. I'm I'm gonna keep my I'm gonna keep this podcast going. I'm only teaching two classes a semester, so I'm pretty pumped. I'm gonna be able to. I think. Um, have I won't be in the middle of like a dissertation and a job search next year so I think that'll be I mean a new job's gonna be you know crazy hectic but um I'm excited really excited and maybe I'm gonna think we're gonna do kind of a cross-country drive out and so maybe might have to stop off and say hello because I still haven't been to Haskell yet my granny was actually just out there with her the Niwa women's group and she went there way back in the day and she's like it's so different now and I'm like oh <laughs> Yeah, 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 definitely. Well, just let me know. You yeah. got my number. Give me a call. So I'm going through. Well, you know, even if you can stop for 10 minutes, I'll come back and yeah. come out and say hi. Yeah, and anytime you're in Portland, we'll definitely uh, get together. I'm so pumped. Yeah, for sure. So pumped. Awesome. Well, thanks for your time, Brent. I'm excited to see what else you guys got going on this summer and, you know, chill. Let's just chill out for a couple of weeks and kind of rest up for the crazy fall. Yep, exactly. So. Awesome. Well, enjoy your move, and, yeah, and thanks. lots of luck to you. Thanks, Fran. I'll talk to you soon. All right, talk okay. to you soon. Bye. Bye. But at this rate, the chance will not last. And you gotta act fast, pull up the slack, pick up the trash. Cause you still got time for one last dance. Still got time to have a blast. So special way you hate. Work hard to make life great. Quit it, sit there and wait. Quit it, sit there and wait. Not a piece of cake, but you can create a new life that will never take. You out of poverty, it's never too late. Life will come at you fast. Life will come at you fast. Life will come at you fast. 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 Fast.